Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're doing Masechtas Demai, Perek Beis, Mishnah Hey. Finishing the Perek and then beginning Mish- Perek Gimel, Mishnah 1, Mishnah Aleph. Rabbi Meir Omer says, Rabbi Meir, Es Shedarko Lehimodeid Begasa Umododo Begdaka. A person who measures out, and as we, if you recall from yesterday, the way it worked was things that are sold in bulk because there's a lower profit, they did not require the seller to take off the demai, and rather they put the burden of the demai onto the purchaser. So the, what we're dealing with now is what about something that normally sold in bulk? Normally you have to go to Costco or BJ's or your wholesale market. And in this scenario, although I might say in little letter, letterings, this is not to be sold individually, it's being sold as an individual. The, the Mishnah tells us because we go after the way it's regularly sold, not the way it's being actually sold now, and therefore it's still potter from Miser. Tefei daka legasa. The small amount is, 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 um, applied, the small amount becomes nullified, if you want to, if you will, to the larger amount. And the converse is true as well. If something's normally sold retail, and now you decide to sell wholesale, you still take Meiser because, again, it's Tefela. It becomes nullified, becomes secondary to the, to the way it's normally sold, and therefore we go after the way it's, norm, it's normally sold, not the way it's actually sold. So what is considered retail uh, re- wholesale? What's a large amount? What is retail? It's enough of three calves, which is approximately 24 eggs. Ubalach dinar, and when it comes to liquids, the amount of liquid one must one can purchase with a dinar of uh, a coin that's a dinar. Rabbi Omer sale te'enim v'sale anovim v'kupas shel yerek kol zmanchu mochrin achsira potor. Says Rabbi anytime one sells baskets of figs, baskets of grapes, or baskets of vegetables. If he's selling them through estimation, i.e., he's not selling them by weighing, saying, I'm going to sell you, you know, two pounds worth, or counting how many there are, I'm selling you 15 dates, but rather he's estimating how much is in there because these are things that are very valuable and cost a lot of money. And when he estimates, he has to add in, he must add in more than estimate uh, to his disadvantage, as in he has to estimate and assume, and assume that there's going to be more than there is in there, so that he doesn't end up stealing from the purchaser. So already he's kind of almost eliminated his profit. Again, it's a very expensive item, and then because he's estimating, he's now adding in a little extra, and because of that, we don't now require on top of that to take the my, and we move the burden over to the purchaser. Perek Aleph. Excuse me, Perek Gimel Mishnah Aleph. Malach has a name demai. So as we've been saying throughout, throughout, Anytime the Maya has come up in, our, in the last few months, there are certain people who are allowed to who are allowed to take um, demai, eat demai. One of them being an ani, as we keep on saying. In a way, everyone has access to demai because they could just be mafia. They can say everything I own is no longer mine, and then they can get the demai. So has a demai. Ani can eat demai. demai. And so to a soldier, someone who's traveling on the road, they don't have access to food, and therefore we're lenient and let them have demai. Although the Rav Bartanura says you have to inform them that it is demai, and just in case they want to be extra careful, extra punctilious, then they uh, we have to we have to inform them. Beyond that, and he actually said that you can feed your workers demai. Now this is a little controversial, and the kind of comment disagrees, and that's as follows. 
The Mishnah in Bamatsiya tells us that if you live in a place where the custom is to feed your workers, you hire a daily worker, you pick them up, you're paying them whatever, $7.50 an hour, $15 an hour, $35 an hour, whatever you're paying them as an hourly worker, if the custom is you that, that people around you feed them, give them lunch, then it becomes an obligation, becomes a binding custom, one which you cannot wiggle out of, and therefore when you hire a worker, you are now obligated to feed them. Says Rabbi Gamliel, even though I'm obligated to feed the worker, I can still feed him with a demai. And the assumption is, normally someone who's an hourly worker is poor, they don't have enough money, and therefore they're allowed to eat the demai. Says the Tanakama, no, not so, not so fast. Once we assume that you have an obligation to feed your worker, so by you giving them the, the demai, it's not that you're giving a poor person some tzedakah, but rather you are effectively paying part of his wages. His wages are what you stipulated from the outset, let's say $15 an hour, and included in that, in the fine print, is plus lunch. And therefore, when you give him lunch, that's part of his wages. You can't pay someone with demai, that's not allowed. So the Tanakama understands that when you pay your worker with demai, you're effectively paying him part of his wages with demai, which is not allowed. Whereas Rick says, no. Although I'm obligated to give him lunch, it's not considered paying him uh, his actual wages, and therefore, and therefore, I can give him to my assuming that he is poor, which is generally the case with someone who is poor. Part two of the mission is fascinating. Gabet Zedaka. You have a Gabet Zedaka, the person who who is the in charge of distributing Zedaka, and included in that sometimes may be food and fruits. Says the says the Shammai that when he's distributing fruits, if he gets fruits that are not matukan, that are not that the, the maestros have not been taken off of them, so he must give that to someone who 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 um he must give it to someone if the maestros are not taken off to someone who he knows is careful to eat maestros. What, what does that mean? Why would he do such a thing? So the answer is because we assume the person is carefully maestros, he's going to take maestro off that. Whereas if he gets food, if he gets vegetables that are not the maestro has not been taken off of. Then he has to give he has to give to people who don't normally eat trumas and maestros. So again, if he gets food and the food is not matukan, it's not the maestro has not been taken off it. He has to be give it to someone who normally is careful, is punctilious about eating maestros. Shout out to Ari for that. Is careful about eating maestros because then he knows it. This will ensure the person will have the will, will take off maestro and all will be good and well. And if he gets food that it is matukan, the maestro has been removed from it. So then he gives it to someone who's not normally so careful, and the reason for that is so he doesn't cause the person to stumble. So the person gets food that is ready, the mice are taken off it, and this results in everyone eating the appropriate kosher matukan food. As in the person who normally takes off mice, he'll take off mice from this. The person who normally does not take off mice, well, you're giving him food already that is matukan. The Chum say no, we're not that careful, we're not that careful about, about the, um, the, the person who doesn't take mice, it's not that the poor person is not obligated to take it off, but rather Chazal seem to understand that there's only so much we're going to push our agenda on you. At a certain point, it's up to you to make the decision to take on and to fulfill the mitzvos properly. Everyone should have a wonderful day.